are listening to WHOA Podcast, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the WHOA GNV Podcast, the podcast for you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. I am your host, Colin Austin, and my co-host is Michael D. What's up, world? What's up, Colin? <laughs> What's going on, man? How are you? I'm well, man. Just got off of what? By the time this releases, just got off July Fourth weekend. So, do you have any plans for the for the, no, I don't. the holiday? No, no. It's probably good. You probably end up hurting yourself anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Let's not even talk about that kind of stuff, man. Let's thank some sponsors to get into today's show. Yes, once again, Brooker Pest Control, the team over there, Brian Olio. I want to say thank you to them for all of their support. If you're about to buy a home, protect your large investment by having your realtor call Brooker Pest Control for a complete wood-destroying organism inspection first. Brooker has your back, and you can reach them at 352-378-2433 or find them online at brookerpestcontrol.com. Like I said, we're so appreciative of Brian and the team over there. They help us out with everything here at NS4L. Anytime we get a little bug problem or anything like that, a <laughs> uh, little showroom ants after a while. But um, no, they're they're super awesome. Everybody on their team is great. So if you have any pest control needs, they're your stop. Yeah, and they uh, supported so many of our coronavirus episodes. Right. And he was on episode 88, yeah. as I recall. Really funny episode. <laughs> if like, you want to hear some, some uh, I don't want to say nightmares, it's what they do, but like some really good stories about the pest control world. <laughs> Maybe um, a nightmare for me. Yeah, exactly. It's a good episode to check out. And uh, we also want to thank our boy Kyle Cohan over at Leonardo's Millhopper. You guys, uh, I want to do a little something a little bit different because he actually sent me a note. And so I'm going to read Kyle's note on this show. Um, I also read the same note on one of our coronavirus episodes, but it just says, it's our pleasure to express our gratitude to the Gainesville community for supporting us these past few months. The love and appreciation we have received is overwhelming and motivating. We want to kick our fundraising efforts back into to gear so please contact us with any ideas that uh, any ideas of how we can help your organization uh, we opened the dining room to 50% capacity on May 25th utilizing every safety procedure available in addition to bleach and hand sanitizer we purchased two levels of UV sanitizing lights to make sure that the restaurant is virus free uh, when we open and in between customers we will expand capacity to 100% as soon as we are allowed uh, for minimal contact pickup the Leonardo's Millhopper app is now available to download on Apple and Android platforms. Uh, use 352 delivery if you don't want to leave the house. And of course, tell us WHOV, <laughs> tell us WHOA GNV sent you. Uh, we are all about sending a positive message into the world and want to continue to support the podcast. So definitely do that. And uh, he also has sponsored so many of our coronavirus episodes. And uh, you know, Kyle, we're just super grateful. He was, I don't know what episode he, I can't remember. Right around the same time, but yeah. Yeah, I can't remember Maybe all the episode. Number, but he's also been on the episode, uh, on the podcast, so definitely check them out. And uh, you guys, support our sponsors. Uh, if you want to find links and all that kind of stuff, you can just go to whoagnv.com, uh, go to sponsors, and you'll find all of their info. Get connected with them. Take care of the people who take care of us. Right, Michael? They're literally the best. The best. Literally. You guys. Kyle. Are you guys ready now? Are you still nervous, Kim? <laughs> A little bit. I feel you go like, by I'm Kim like I'm Kimber- not being Kim or Kimberly? It Kim doesn't matter. As long as you don't say Kim? Kimmy. If you say Kimmy, then Kimmy is like walks out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, today on the show, we have Kimberly and Kyle Ferris, award-winning commercial and wedding filmmakers at Heart Happy Films. How are you guys? 
Good. Good. Glad to be out of our home. Yeah. Yeah. Away from our kids for one night. There you go. (laughs) So, well, thank you for joining us. We're super excited to have you here and to tell your story. So let's start with that. Like kind of tell us, tell us your story, how you got into this, why you wanted to get into filmmaking, capturing these awesome moments and, and give us the whole rundown. Well, I don't know if you want the short version or the long version. I'll take any version you want to tell us. Well, Kyle will tell you the long version. <laughs> That's why she's the editor. <laughs> uh, well, we can start in third grade. No, yes. no, we're not starting that far. Okay. Well, we met in third grade. Did you really? We did. Yes. Yeah. But uh, we didn't really know each other. I liked someone else in third grade. <laughs> what like from, like here? Did she always tell that part of the story. We're from Flagler Beach. Flagler Beach. Palm Coast. Flagler Beach. Yeah. 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 So, in the third grade. In the third grade. I love that first sight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but strangely enough, I think around like fifth or sixth grade, not having even seen her for like I don't know how long, uh, I started developing feelings. I don't know how and that so, happened. Yeah, I honestly don't know either. But, uh, oh, this is but like in sixth grade, I remember I was looking at a yearbook. She's, she, I don't know why she gets to know when I tell the story. But I was looking in the yearbook after sixth grade, and I was looking for her name. I don't know why. And I was looking through the, through the yearbook, and I couldn't find her in there. I was like, oh, maybe she moved away. And I was kind of, for some reason, I felt kind of, I felt kind of sad, felt kind of down because she wasn't in school anymore. And then in seventh grade, I was in the band. I was in, uh, I played the flute. This in the band. is the long version. <laughs> this is the long version. I love this version. Let's do the abridged. So, I will okay. go. That's okay. So, That's okay. That's so, okay. Let's do it. I was a flute player, and uh, so she. Uh, so in seventh grade, I switched to playing the oboe, and uh, she was because that's more manly than the oh, flute. Way more. Or, way double, I mean, no, double nothing against like, <laughs> well, nothing against so, to play flute. I, I, I like to, I like to do the one thing that no one else does, so I'm the best at it. All right. Yeah, <laughs> like, actually, the oboe. oboe is like super rare. Like super rare, right? Yeah. Like not, yeah. not was, a lot. I was also the punter on the football team in high school. It's kind of a one person kind of gig, so you know. He also weighed like 95 pounds. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Anyways, so. Um, yeah, so she she comes she joins the band in seventh grade and she's had uh, taken private lessons in sixth grade. So she's the first flute. She sits right next to me in, uh, uh, to the oboe player. So I was like, oh my god, she's still here. That's really cool. Um, was this I, like part of your plan the whole time? I was. I, I planned it all along so I could sit next to her. <laughs> but it was so weird, and I was just like, anyways, that's that's like the the weird part. Where I was just like, I don't know why I missed her because I hadn't seen her in years, and then all of a sudden I wanted to see her, and then she was there, and so that's kind of when I really started developing feelings for her, and you know. Likewise, so I hear. And this is so, when? This is in seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, we shared a music stand. Mm-hmm. High school, our paths crossed again. We got together, went off to college. Went to UCF for one year, and then uh, yeah, she joined. Got married. We had a wedding videographer you're, at our you're wedding. You're really like fast <laughs> you know, forwarding you know, this. this. is like a podcast. They want yeah, to get some like, content here. She's like, <laughs> and now we're here. <laughs> and here we are. Oh, so, right so you guys went to UCF together? <laughs> well, so we UCF, were you guys together in high school and then went to we UCF? Were, we went our first year at UCF together. We were in the same dorms. We were high school sweethearts. In our junior year, we started dating, so... Uh, yeah, we yeah, went to UCF, and uh, she left UCF in her sophomore year to come to Gainesville to go to UF because she was doing in the architecture program. Uh, no yeah. architecture at uh, UF or UCF. Um, and then I graduated from UCF uh, with a degree in digital media uh, in t- 2008 and moved up here uh, and got a job at Infotech uh, as a software developer. And uh, she continued her degree and got her master's degree in architecture. And now she doesn't do architecture. So... Mm. <laughs> 
Nope. <laughs> I, I mean, that's that happens way often. I mean, in terms of life, like never right. really doing what you were supposed to when it comes to schooling yeah. and stuff. It's okay. And she was super good too. She was absolutely the top of her class in architecture. She got like the AIA gold Henry medal, Adams, whatever it's called. Henry it's like Adams it's like for the medal. highest achieving architecture student, whatever. So, she, and then uh, 2008 was the housing crash, and that's when she graduated, or 2010. And uh, so, yeah, there was no jobs in architecture. So, All right. So, Kim, give us the real story. <laughs> <laughs> Is mean, all that information accurate? Mostly. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> he, left out, he left out the part where he wouldn't have gone to college if I hadn't that's, filled out his college application for him. That's true. I do owe he a great deal of debt to her. He forgot to fill out his applications. <laughs> so it was like February, March, and I had already gotten my acceptance letters, and I was like, oh, we should apply. Was this because you wanted him to come with you and because you were so in love or because you're just like, no, I really want this guy to go to college? She knew um, I was a slacker, and I would never fill it out. Yeah, it's funny because he was like that back then, but now he's like super on top. Like he does all of our finances and like does all of the kind of like tedious paperwork. He does like all the jobs that people don't want to do. Hmm. Um, so he could be awesome, awesome at it. Yeah. yeah, so he could be the <laughs> best. Like being the punter and the oboe player. Yeah, exactly. So he could be the best. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I think it's funny that like I had to apply for his college for him and like fill out the application for him. That's the same reason I have a LinkedIn. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, so when did you graduate college? 2010. And about two weeks later, we got married. Yeah. And then we, it was interesting because when we were getting married, Kyle was like, I know um, my friend, she does wedding videos for this company in Miami and we should have her come to our wedding and do a wedding video. Yeah, and I, went I was to school, like, school with her. Yeah, yeah and I was yeah. like, nah, I don't need a video. Like, whatever, I just need the photos. And he's like, no, really, we need a video. Yeah, she and was, was really like, good for like 2010. Like 2008, 2010 was like, Video, wedding video was kind of like eh. it was just starting to get kind of yeah, good. Yeah, it was just starting to get into DSLRs and mm-hmm. people were just starting to like move away from like sepia tone, like black and white and like lots of effects and color bad, selection. Bad yeah. yeah, so that was my whole idea of what it was going to be and I was like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she came and did well, our wedding. Well, we didn't have money for it either. And yeah. we didn't have money either. We did a trade of services. We built her a website. We did. Yeah. So once we got our wedding video back, I was like, wow, like this is the most amazing thing I have ever seen. Like just being able to take you back to that day, being able to hear loved ones and their voices, being able to hear like well wishes from my grandmother who's now like not with us anymore. Um, yeah. It was just super cool. So we were hobbyists uh, with cameras. I got him like a DSLR when he graduated college. It didn't shoot video back then. It was just a photo. Yeah. And we had like a Sony handy cam, like Canon, I think it was like a little Canon, a little camcorder. Whatever. Yeah. Something like that. So we showed up at one of our, our cousin's weddings at the Casa Monica. Big, like, um, fancy, uh, ritzy, wedding. fancy yeah. ritzy wedding, and we looked around and we're like, they don't have a wedding videographer, nobody is videoing this. But I had that little Canon camcorder, and she had her iPhone 3G, yes, <laughs> yeah. so, or yes. 3GS, I guess Epic. that was the first one. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, we filmed a bunch of stuff, we put together a video within a week or two and gave it to them, and we also put it online. And then, well, at the time, we had a blog called uh, Gator gatorbride.com and it was a blog that kind of uh, chronicled our our wedding like because she was big into like uh, like planning our wedding and doing this whole thing and she blogged it was a big thing it was a big DIY (laughs) everyone did this back then it was like you DIY'd your wedding and did all this stuff and blogged about it and she was like a a, a, what what they call it a wedding wedding it's back when they had wedding bee 
Um, anyways, blogs were huge in yeah. 2010. And so like, we had, we, and we had a huge. fairly decent following. We had, you know, quite a lot of people on the blog that were, you know, following our, our, our article. So when we posted that video from our, our cousin's wedding. Someone came out of nowhere and was like, oh my God, would you film our wedding too? We're like, whoa, like that's not what we do. <laughs> They're like, how much would it cost? We're like, uh, I said, 500. no, I said, no. Oh yeah. She said, no. She's like, we can't do this. I'm like, I mean, what the heck? And then Kyle's like, yeah, we can they Let's order a camera. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, I want a new camera. And so, uh, and they're like, well, we'll do it for like $500. And so we like, use that money to buy like a, I think it was a D 7,000 Nikon D 7,000. And, uh, we shot their wedding at the, at the hip, uh, or the hippodrome. hippodrome. Yeah. The hippodrome. And they had their, their reception at like the, at Jolie it was back when, something. no, it was back was when it? celebrations catering oh, had yeah. their own, um, event location yeah. downtown. So it was totally on accident that we got into the, into the business and we, you know, we still have the video up. It's, uh, you know, it's not great, but it's better than we thought it would be. And then, uh, and then, so we posted that video up and then someone else was like, Oh my God, would you do our wedding? We're like, I guess we should start a company. And yes. it was just totally by accident. That's how it begins. Yes. Yeah. All of a sudden there was this need for modern wedding videography in town. And on that very first wedding, we met some really great, um, vendors here in town. Yeah. Like the vendor community here in town is awesome. Yeah. They like, took us under their wing. Yeah, yeah. Everyone is like family. They were, cause you know, we were newbies at that wedding. We were like, should we eat? Yeah. Do we eat food? Do we get drinks? Like, should I have packed a cooler? Yeah. You know? And, um, I remember, I think it was like Russell Martin photography mm-hmm. and there is a uh, genius entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, celebrations, celebrations catering. Yeah. catering. There was a lot of wonderful vendors there. That yeah, just we really, got really lucky. We got we got lucky yeah, that that first wedding was like not like a you know it was, it was a really good wedding. You know, like really good vendors and a really good location. And it was a pretty wedding, and so we got lucky. Um, you know, and what year was this? Eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. So March of mm-hmm. twenty eleven. Yeah. And so we've been in business for. Nine, nine and a half years. Was that also because video wasn't really popular in weddings, so it there wasn't. wasn't like a whole oh, lot of no. preferred vendors. There, for was, that there I think at the aspect. time there was there was like maybe two, two one, or three. One I know of at that time in Gainesville. Yeah, there was probably two. Um, I'd say two in Gainesville that was on all the preferred vendor lists, and they did the kind of style, like the kind of old time style, like slow motion video. They slowed down video that wasn't meant to be slow motion. So it was kind of like that. Older, it's just an older style of editing. An older and, style. And, yeah. You know, we wanted to have something a little more modern, kind of like the one we got. And then, you know, then we just kind of took it from there. And I think we, that first year we started in March of 2011. Um, and we I think we ended up shooting like six or seven weddings that year. Like, just. Okay, okay, okay. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> time to back it up a little Let me, all right. So, you graduate college, you have a degree in architecture. I mean, like, it was, it was just this this moment you you discovered something that you liked or that you were passionate about like i mean when when did you make the decision mm-hmm. of we're gonna start a business. Well, I'll take this one for a second. So Kim is. Uh, <laughs> He's taking all of them. Well, honey. I'll, 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 He's like, I'll, I'll take this one. It's okay, honey. But see, here's like. the thing. So like, so Kim is. Um, Kim is not a person who's gonna like. And she kind of mentioned earlier. She's not a person who's gonna like jump in. I like how he puts uh, like words in your mouth, yeah. and then we'll get the real words from you in just a minute. Yeah, she's you're gonna get the real truth in a minute. Like but uh, so she's not a person <laughs> yeah. that uh, that's that's really gonna like jump on. She's. She's not like an entrepreneur, entrepreneurially minded person. She's like she's very much like a, a conservative, like minded person as far as like um, taking risks on stuff. Even though she she has the talent and she has the skills and she she can do anything she wants. She's amazing at everything, but she doesn't have that digging she, himself out of the hole. Yeah, right but, there. <laughs> but she doesn't have that. This is why um, I would never podcast with my wife ever. It's the first one of couple <laughs> month, right? Uh, I'm just like looking at him with daggers. What are you? Yeah, saying? I'll get it later. It's fine. The uh, the uh, but yeah, she's um, 
but she's really good at doing stuff. So, but she doesn't have that kind of confidence to kind of say, yes, let's do it. Or like that doesn't want to take the risk to do something. Right. And so, but I'm, I'm the opposite and to, to a degree at least. And I, and I know it's mostly cause I know I have, I have a high level of confidence uh, to do what I want to do. And that's probably cause I played the oboe and punter and gave me a false sense of security and stuff like, Oh, how great I am. I'm the best. You got to tune the whole orchestra. Yeah, so, so you're like, it's all exactly, about me. Exactly. Exactly. Let me play the A. Hold on. <laughs> uh, that, that oboe A. It's great. It's the best A. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I, I, never, I never thought about it that way. That's, that's, that's a deep psych. Yeah, oh, psychological yeah. thing. I didn't know about that. Anyways, so um, yeah, so I said, so basically, I was like, we're gonna do this. Let's just do this. Like, and she's like, she was really you know, obviously concerned. I'm like, what do we have to lose? Like, if this doesn't work out, if we give them the money back and we don't do this ever again or something, you know, it's just it's not that big of a deal, right? I mean, it's gonna, it's not, you know, we did that other wedding, like I said, with an iPhone 3GS and a, a little camcorder, and it was pretty good, and we didn't even plan it, right? So. I knew we'd be okay, and so yeah, it kind of started that way. Um, yeah, tell the truth now. <laughs> yes, Kim, please. Yeah, I think it came from um, I was at a transition period mm-hmm. in my career where Kyle had a job he really loved, and I was in a field where I was working as a project manager for a remodeling company in town, and I loved working there, but I just wasn't quite feeling as fulfilled creatively as I was whenever we were filming, um, when we started doing the side gig of filming weddings. I enjoyed it so much more because you think about it, you're showing up, every time you show up somewhere for your job, people are happy to see you hmm. all the time. You know, like when you show up, they're like, okay, the, the day is starting, my videographer is here, you know, or my photographer is here, and you're there capturing one of the happiest days in their lives. I mean, it's a very, it brings me a lot of joy and it was such a joyful job, like the side gig we were doing. And then on the other end, I was dealing with, you know, people who were very emotional about their remodels, yeah. you know, and, and we were in, in their homes doing construction and there was all these little things and it just- They can't wait for you to leave. Yeah, there was, a lot of, there was a lot of stress with that job. And at the time we had just bought a house out in High Springs and I was commuting into Gainesville, um, and then I found out I was pregnant. It was about a year and a half after we started the business. Yeah, but we were still doing it on the side, and then I found out I was pregnant, and I was very, very sick um, the first few months with morning sickness, and I had to call out a work bunch, and we got to the point where we were like, you know what, why don't I just stay home and pursue this business full time? I mean, we are getting enough people coming in, we can scale back mm-hmm. on some of our expenses, we can try and make this work, because it wasn't working me having a full-time job and, and, and very sick. And it wasn't pregnant. like a huge risk to take because you know I still had my full-time job at Infotech um, as a software developer, so if it didn't work you out. You still have that? I do, okay. mm-hmm. I actually do, yeah. So yeah. Uh, I've been there for 12 years. Yeah, so. I'm thankful for his job, especially during this time where we're mm-hmm. home. Been and super clutch for the pandemic. <laughs> yes, his job has thankfully not been super affected. He can do everything at home while on my side with the filmmaking, we have all these not cancellations a, and yeah. postponements and... Um, yeah, so talk, talk to yeah. us a little bit about that. Cause I mean, that's obviously been a huge thing that's huge. affected several businesses, all businesses, yeah. um, mm-hmm. including us. So yeah. like, I mean, what, yeah, what was that impact like for you guys? Yeah, so we were heading into our busiest time. Like we're, March, it, and probably, April, and probably our, May. Looking at maybe our best year ahead of us as far as what we were, what it was looking like, the outcome was looking like, yeah. Yeah, we had a lot of really big weddings, a lot of big projects in the commercial works. Projects, we had yeah. a lot of commercial projects that were gonna be like series where we'd have work every month. 
Um, and we were really looking forward to all of what 2020 was going to bring. So it kind of hit hard when all of a sudden, um, I remember in March when the news was coming out where they were starting to close things down and we were just about to have a Disney wedding at the very end of March. And our couple was driving down and they were super concerned about Disney closing. And I said, oh, Disney would never close. What are you talking about? Like. Disney doesn't close for, they've never closed ever. Basically never, yeah. Yeah, and even if they are, I was like, well, they'll still have a wedding, you know, because that's not related to the parks, kind of really. Park, yeah, well. And sure enough, they announced the very day after that wedding that they were, yeah. Disney parks were closing, and I was shocked. Yeah, well, we, they knew, well, they, knew, they already knew that. They, they, yeah, they announced it earlier that week that that, that Sunday was going to be that la- the last day it was going to be open, and their wedding was on a Sunday, so it was like, they got lucky, but, yeah. yeah. it was very, it was very, it was, it just kind of left me speechless, like everything that was going on. And then I knew there was gonna start to be some cancellation, not necessarily cancellation, but postponements. Cause a lot of people who are getting married, they're really invested in having this event, mm. you know? Um, so there was a lot of postponements for April, May, and we even have some postponements later in the year. It's kind of strange now because I have post- people postponing their October wedding, yet I have someone who wants to, um, possibly book us in August, and they have 400 people. Yeah, I'm you not know? sure how so they're going to We'll see if that's yeah, even possible. Yeah, August, well, well it's a planner that I'm working. But anyways, it's Is really... That, you think it's just like a level of optimism? People are kind of like, oh, like everything's going to be back to normal in August, but then you still have people who are just we, like, yeah, oh, It's like 50-50. We have both sides of it, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. people that are like, oh, it's going to be fine. We're going to go ahead with our plans. And then we have others that are planning way ahead and they're postponing like, canceling, an entire Canceling year. November weddings were like, it, I mean, it may still be like this in November, but it also could not be. So that seems like a little early to postpone well, it. Well, I think know. the people who are postponing at that point, they're more concerned because they're destination weddings. True. And they have yeah. to, they're more concerned about their guests having the funds to come to their wedding. Because a lot of these people are having destination weddings here in Florida and they're trying to give their guests a vacation along with their coming to their wedding. And they're worried about their friends and family not having the funds now to be able to come. So we have some that are just postponed with no date because they haven't decided if they're going to move forward or not. Um, so what did, really yeah, so what did you guys do from a business mm-hmm. standpoint? Did you just say, like, were you refunding money, like deposits? Like, I don't know your business model, but I assume like you collect a deposit when somebody books yes. you and like, were you, de- you know, delaying that? Like, were you, like, what was your, like, what was your response to the pandemic? Yeah. Given the fact that I would assume everybody's hitting you up being like, yo, our wedding is not happening, so. Well, I'll take, I'll say I'll one thing real quick and I'll let Kim take this cause she's kind of the, kind of the business person, right? So, I mean, we're we're kind of a um, a low volume kind of more luxury high end like wedding uh, filmmaking team so th- which is a good thing in this this you know in this time because you know we, we know filmmakers who lost twenty weddings which is you know half their income for the year or something like that or or close to that uh, and because you know March April May June is like big time wedding season in Florida uh, you know we lost I, I, we we had maybe three in the time frame postponed which is you know it's you know high number but it's not like a huge amount of weddings that were like oh my gosh how are we going to reschedule all these for another year which we might already have another 40 or something like that so we we do about 12 to 13 maybe weddings a year um that's what we try to aim for um so it wasn't that big of a deal i mean it's still a big deal but it's not as big as, as big of a deal as is for for some other uh wedding vendors and other wedding uh videographers who i know we, we personally know have been hit really hard so 
So you can answer how we actually handled that though. Yeah, so I reached out to everyone that booked us right away because first of all, I wanted to let them know that we were here for them and we were gonna be as flexible as humanly possible because having to postpone or even the thought of canceling your wedding is like super emotional and super stressful and they're already going through so many like you know devastating emotions through this i don't want to put another wrench in it and be like hey we're going to charge you a fee to reschedule your wedding or you know we're going to charge you our prices for next year you can't keep this package or something like that so in our contract we take 30% deposit and that's non-refundable that is our retainer that that's our booking fee it holds that holds their day with us and so I kind of just let everyone, I reminded them of the contract and I said, you can um, work with us to postpone to a date where we're available and chances are we will be because we only take 12 to 15 weddings a year. Um, if you choose to cancel completely, they can use that money they've paid towards a future project with us. We do, so. Yeah, we, we do birth stories, we do commercial work, we do family lifestyle stuff. So, you know, maybe there's something in there that you know, we can make work for you with that money. We don't want to like just take it, be like, ah, oh, now we got our deposit and that's it. Sorry, sucker. Yeah. Um, we want to try to make it work for them in any way we can, you yeah. know, but that we, yeah. we don't, a lot of times we don't have that money. That deposit was paid, you know, 10 months ago or something. And it's like, well, that money's gone. Like, well, yeah, you know. a lot of times we can't, as from a business standpoint, standpoint, we can't afford to give back like 20 grand all of a sudden because people have decided they you make a you make a decision to cancel or you make a decision to postpone mm -hmm. did you have anybody ask for their money back no mm -mm. yeah it's pretty clear in our contracts and then also all of their other vendors are doing the same so it's kind of that support of your of the vendor team and like the planner and the photographer are doing the same thing so for instance if the photographer all of a sudden was like oh i'll give you a refund mm -hmm. and someone else was like oh i'll give you a full refund then it would be harder um for us to hold that even if we have the contracts because but, it's a matter But my photographer did this. It's like, oh, okay, well. So did you hold like this massive vendor tribunal where he said, we're not gonna know. <laughs> it's weird. No. I, it all just kind of, we all kind of just know. It's like, it's like a family, uh, even though you don't know each other. It's like, you know, we know, we know we, we're all in the same business. We're all in the business of making these couples happy and making their day perfect. And, um, you know, we're all, we're there to support each other on that day as well. So yeah. on that day or outside the day, we're there to support each other. And it's not like we're colluding to like, you know, to cause some kind of grief for anybody, but you know, uh, we have businesses to run and that's what their contract says. And that's why we have that contract in place. You know, it's like, so this kind of stuff doesn't happen yeah. and we get screwed out of, you know, yeah, entire I mean, year at work. You're a very empathetic person. <laughs> that's yes. a really good insight. She's extremely empathetic. Yeah, I'm more, I mean, I'm I more can business tell that because like yeah. instantly, instantly she was like, goes to the the bride and how stressful it is mm -hmm. and, and I'm thinking to myself I'm like yeah but what about your business and like making sure you got money you know and I like and at first I was like well I wonder if that confidence is because mm -hmm. you have the full-time job oh, yeah, and maybe yes. maybe that relieves a lot of that yeah. stress and you're able to like like go straight to like okay let me make sure that I'm here for the brides well, and everything that they're going for well, she was but I get but I could just tell like that being, I don't know. Well, she was super stressed out when it first started happening. I'm, and, you know, because you know we we weren't like we, we all know. were. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely, everyone was for like first month and a half. So not only did she have concerns about you know COVID and everything else, anyone catching that in our family, 
but also, yeah, w- you know, we're used to getting this, you know, regular income from these, from commercial work and from, and from weddings and stuff. And we have you know, daycare bills, we have, yeah, we like a mortgage. Our lifestyle, it's not like we yeah. couldn't get by on just my income. We could obviously, but we have a lifestyle set up and bills that we're, you know, we've kind of planned to pay with this money that we're coming in. It's a you know big time of year for us. And all of a sudden that's gone. I'm like, and she's kind of freaking out. I'm like, Kim, it's fine. Like we're gonna, we have we have plenty of savings. We have I have a good job. I just you know actually just got a promotion at Infotech, and that was gonna came with a ten percent raise. So that was like I'm like it's it's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it. But that's that's again that's kind of my always my outlook. I'm very I'm kind of like a, an optimist, and uh, and again I'm just kind of confident. Um, I know we're gonna get through. It doesn't matter. Like you know th- we're gonna get through. It doesn't matter, right? And so and, but you know and I think that helped a little bit. But I think what helped more is just getting through that first month and going okay, wow, we're actually saving some money also because you're not driving to work every day and eating out at lunch and this and this. When you say like save like four hundred to five hundred dollars <laughs> that month just not going to work at the office. That's true. It took me like three months to get through a tank of gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I think after we got past that, it was it was a lot better. Um, yeah, I think it's that initial scary thought because, you know, we were paying for daycare. Right. And that's yeah. incredibly. It's like bucks a month or something. Oh, it's, or more. it's more than that. Yeah, more than that. What do I know? Um, <laughs> Not a lot, apparently. <laughs> she has the credit True. card. Uh, okay. She has the credit True. card. Uh, no, it's... um. There was a lot of scary parts to it, but I think that's one of the things I love about Kyle is that he doesn't let these things worry. Like he doesn't get concerned about it, and he doesn't like I worry about all these like little mm. little things, and he just sees the big picture all the time. Mm. And I think that's too how sometimes I can relate more with our couples. Like I just mm-hmm. had a bride texting me on the way here. Her her, lo- her elopement's next week, and we've been she was supposed to have her full wedding next weekend in Chicago. Um, but we're not doing that. We're going to do her wedding in Chicago and over Thanksgiving. So she's eloping mm-hmm. and just texting back and forth with her about little things leading up to it. And kind of like for me, I worry about all the little details. And I think that's what makes it where bli- brides feel uh like relatable, like things are relatable with me because I, I kind of help get them excited about all mm-hmm. the things that they're focused on. Yeah, and that, that's part of our business also. It's like, so we, a lot of times when we get off kind of the first initial consult with a customer, and we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're your wedding videographers, but you know, we wanna be more than that. We wanna create like a relationship. We wanna be friends. We wanna be, you know, you're part of our family now. It's like, we're, we're you know, we're here for you. If you have any questions, video related, wedding related, or anything, other, anything you wanna talk about, just you know, email us, call us, whatever. We want to be that kind of more concierge, kind of more personal, like uh, kind of friendly uh, relationship with them because um, that's what they're paying for, you know. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about that, and we'll transition kind of out of the COVID stuff. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the the I mean, it's you're obviously going to make it through. You're going to be fine, right? Mm-hmm. The what went into the decision making process of being more of a luxurious brand. Mm-hmm. Versus just being like, there's there's so many videographers out there right now. Now you look at 2020, there's like so many, mm-hmm. right? But I mean, you're. It sounds like you're a little bit more higher end. So mm-hmm. if people go with you, like they're they're paying a little bit more than they're gonna pay just any anybody, right? So like, what went into that decision making, and and how is that effect? Has that effect? It sounds like you. Do, probably don't do as many weddings that, you know, you're, say, you're saying, hey, you know people that had to cancel 20 weddings, right? But it sounded like you had three, like what? I'm, I'm really yeah. interested in like yeah. why or how like you went into making that decision to be this luxurious brand. 
Uh, it really came from wanting to build an experience for our clients and wanting to serve them better. Uh, I feel like you have to develop a connection with someone if you're going to be there in these like very intimate and raw moments on their wedding day. I mean, it could be just you and the bride alone and she's reading a letter and she's crying her eyes out. Or it could be just, um, you know, just you with the bride and groom somewhere on a beach, like, you know, together. Like they spend most of their wedding day with us. So we wanted to build an experience and make them feel comfortable that whenever we already show up on their wedding day, they already know us. We're like friends. Mm -hmm. We've been chatting for a while. We've maybe met up previously. They, if they're having a destination wedding, we've met up for drinks while they came down one weekend. We really want to be more, we want them to be feel more than just a job. Yeah, as far as the decision goes, it wasn't something that we were like, okay, cool. Like, these people came out of nowhere and asked us to do their wedding. We're going to be a luxury wedding video company. Like, obviously, right. that wasn't how it worked, right? We've been in business for nine years, and that's been a slow process of uh, discovering ourselves and, and learning from, uh, you know, the product that we've been putting out and, and the responses that we get, you know, maybe what, where we stand uh, as far as what we create um, and comparing it, you know, everyone compares themselves. Every business is going to compare themselves to other businesses. That's just kind of the uh, natural process of business and keeping yourself as best you can up to date and, and staying above, you know, the competition as best you can um, and always trying to do better every time. Oops, all right. Uh, trying to do better every time, every, every wedding and every project. So, um, over the years, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. Cause like I said, our first wedding was, was $500. Cause obviously what, what did we know? We got, we probably should have done it for free. Frankly, we had no idea what we we're doing. Um, and then we, you know, we didn't go much higher, you know, we were maybe a thousand dollars, $1,200 for the rest of that year. And that was pretty much how it was for like two or three years. It was just like, you know, no one would ever pay more money for this. Like what's the most you've charged for a wedding? Uh, we have one this year for I think ten thousand. Um, so that's uh, with a lot of add-ons. Yeah, well, yeah, I won't say who it is, but anyways, they're they're, they're basically like they're like we don't care, just give us chart, give give us what you think we we should have, and we'll pay for it. Basically, and we're like okay, everything. <laughs> but you know, you know, that's what they want. So yeah, they they want everything. So and honestly, we with that we developed um, an add-on to suit their needs, mm -hmm. and yeah. that's where it comes. That's where what we provided it's what catered, we, yeah you? what we were mm -hmm. providing wasn't exactly what they needed and we went back and forth a little bit and then I was like you know what I was driving in the car one day and I was like this is what they need so then I got back on the phone with them and was like this is this is what you need for a final product and they were like that sounds exactly right. what we're looking for yep, let's cool. let's do it and that's what we're about like ten thousand dollars yeah pretty much well, yeah it's gonna it, be it, a it, ton well, of it was, work well it was super yeah really yeah we don't like no one's trying to discount that no. sure. yeah. yeah i believe it's worth every penny oh uh, yeah and well and then the good thing was you know like we, we, we also realized i guess i'm just gonna quickly go back to the covid thing real just for a second but basically it was oh, like what are you doing oh no i'm sorry trying to get past but basically, but basically <laughs> it was but basically it was like oh man we're, we're, not, we're not gonna have any <laughs> that's the second wave's coming um it wasn't. It was. It was like, oh man, we have we have no people paying for their weddings now. They're they're postponing them. But we like, oh wait, people could still be booking us and giving us deposits. And so you know, thirty percent of you know a ten thousand dollar wedding was pretty nice to have. You know, in, in in May or whenever it was that we booked that wedding. So I was like, cool. That's almost like someone paying for their wedding, basically, right? So we also had that realization, like, oh my gosh, yeah, we we can still make money on, on people yeah. putting deposits. There was in. still people booking, still people inquiring, still people celebrating. Um, 
the celebrations were still happening. And even in May, we filmed a vow renewal. In Valdosta, yeah. Yeah, in Georgia. So that kind of helped boost our confidence during that time. But uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, we we didn't really, um, we didn't really come out thinking we were gonna do a luxury uh, thing, but it kind of just evolved that way naturally. Uh, kind of like how we like naturally rolled into the, yeah. yeah we yeah, saw a need for it, like clients wanting to feel a more connection with their vendors. It almost, I mean, it does matter what you produce, but they kind of wanted, they just wanted something that was more of an experience. They wanted to feel like they were hanging out with friends. They wanted to feel like they could text you with mm. anything. Um, <laughs> you know, we had some uh, clients that became wedding videographers just recently. So it was super interesting to kind of, you know, help them along the way with any questions they had um, and help support them through. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it it actually works the other way around sometimes too, where Kim's like, oh, the wedding is over. And she like, you know, she's been following on Facebook and Instagram. And then like a year later, like, oh, she's like, oh, blah, blah, we're gonna be in, in," you know, it's where we're driving by Savannah. Like, they live in Savannah. I'm like, Kim, I mean, we're friends, but like, we're not like just drop in by their house friends. Like, you know, like, uh, well, I mean, I've been staring at their faces for yeah. like forty well, hours. You, you, yeah, you spent. <laughs> so you spend, I feel yeah, like I really week know editing them. their video. I know, you like, like you really know. I know them. when they're gonna yeah. smile. I know when they're gonna cry. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I know like gets, all their face because I mean, even you stare at someone's face for so well, long editing. Well, she I mean, gets very emotional. I know. I mean, James. I mean, stares I, was, at I just mine, want to say, like, James, all the time, like day after day after day after day. You right, must, James? You must really love Colin. I mean, you probably dream about Colin. I mean, don't tell us, James. Am I in your dreams? Only in my nightmares. Oh, <laughs> only in the nightmares. Only in the nightmares. Yeah, but she, Kim, Kim, give a shout out real quick to James Lightner, who puts, yes. who really helps us with all the production of the show. He, he works alongside yes, he you does. guys on a lot of stuff as well, too, right? He yes. does. James He's, is the first person I've ever taken to a wedding without Kyle. Yeah. True. I left Kyle home to watch the kids. James came to a doubleheader weekend with me. Um, Mad would, love, James. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. For sure. So much talent. He does have a lot yeah. of talent. We were very lucky to. We love you, bro. Thanks. You, thank you for dreaming of Michael and I in your dreams. <laughs> or nightmares. Because nightmares because of the podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I'll just gonna, I'll just gonna say uh, you know Kim Kim gets superly superly super emotionally invested in her in her edits. I mean, like it's she's pretty she's, obvious. she's a very like emotional like you said a very empathetic emotional person and she gets very involved in in the edits and uh, you know she's an unbelievable editor um and thanks babe yeah sure you know uh it's true self-taught uh yeah pretty much yeah i mean she did a little bit of editing when she was in architecture doing like you know walk through 3d model things but it was just like obviously just cutting a few clips together or whatever and then i come like i said i come from a a degree in digital media at ucf which is cool it's a a good program because they talk about like not only um you can take different tracks. You can, there's, you can take kind of a jack of all trade, tra- jack of all trades track. That's hard to say, where you can kind of get a little bit of everything, or you can go down like one specific track. Like you can do, um, you know, just programming or just audio or just video, whatever. So I took a little bit of everything, and um, it, you know, it's kind of funny. I didn't really think when I got out, I'm like, oh, this is really going to be like something I'm going to use. But you know, obviously now I'm a, a software developer and a you know, video production company owner. So it actually was very awesome and very useful. And so some of those skills I learned in that program, obviously I brought over to this, uh, just the basic editing stuff or, you know, filming and animation and all sorts of stuff that I learned there. So So from my perspective, this feels very much like a, like a side hustle for you Mm -hmm. and a full-time gig for you. Yes. It's very Um, much full-time. Yeah. Very much full-time for her. And I would say it's kind of like 
three quarter time sometimes depending on the time of year or whatever for me um yeah. it's kind of like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a programmer by day and a colorist by night how many night. kids do you guys have two, two. yeah it's, it's been really hard uh with the kids home obviously for her to get <laughs> editing done and stuff yeah um so we've been hiring sitters and stuff like that twice a week something like that so she can kind of get in there and just work two days a week so obviously we're a little behind on edits and stuff but are again is you know being uh, communicative with your with your clients and saying hey this is the situation we're not, we're not we may not hit your our 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 contracted like deadline for when we're going to have this film delivered this is why and everyone's going to understand like no one's going to be like oh you know like and if they are we'll just you know try to get it done and put everything all our energy to that but uh, it, yeah. it's, it's 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 really important to kind of be up front instead of waiting for them to come back and say ask right yeah. And there was like a lot, there was a lot of empathy at first, right? Like, <laughs> like I'm like thinking like when all this COVID stuff started happening, like how many times are like customers like, oh, like even our customers they were just like, oh, it's fine. I completely understand. <laughs> we're all going through it. If it's going to be six weeks to repair yeah. my scooter, it's fine. And then after like two months, it's just like back to normal. Everybody is <laughs> freaking out because they're like locked in their homes. Yes. <laughs> like when am I going to get my scooter? I mean, like it completely changed. I'm like, oh, things have things went back to normal relatively quickly. Yeah. <laughs> right, Mike? <laughs> what do you mean you only have one tech working? <laughs> yeah, I think that's hard because people are kind of, especially I think here in Florida, they're expecting things to go back to normal like right now. And it's not for right. a lot of people. Like yeah. nothing's changed for us, you know? And I think that's part of where we've built this relationship with our clients where I'm sending that quick email. I'm huge on communication. Hmm. Like when someone emails me, I try and email them back. She like regrets really. emails. Or not regrets. She's, she's afraid of emails like coming in like from customers. <laughs> Look at her face. She, she has, I don't know what you're like, talking about. Speak. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just saying like, no, I um, like when an email comes in from someone, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go sit down. I'm going to go answer this really quick because it's kind of we live in this world where everyone wants instant mm. gratification. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone wants to get an answer right now. And if you don't answer them right then, um, and maybe it's about a potential job, you mm. might lose that job. You might get the job just because you were the first person to email them back. Oh yeah. Or 100%. call them back. Or you yeah. picked up the phone and they don't care who they're hiring, but you picked up the phone and they were like, okay, we're gonna hire you. You well, know, cause there's so many people who are not answering emails, yeah. who are not answering their phone, who are not calling people back. Don't or even, miss that opportunity. Absolutely yeah, not. and even when I call people back, if we're not the right fit, I try to find them someone. Mm -hmm. I'm like, here are three other people I highly recommend. Here are their phone numbers, here's their email. I let those people know that this person might be contacting them. You're a great entrepreneur, Kim. <laughs> you are, I, I, like, I mean, this is stuff that I preach all all day long. Yeah. But it's about taking care of people. I mean, that's what, that's, well, that's how you yeah. get, that's how you get jobs is by taking care of the people around you. Whether you, um, get the job from them or not, they might suggest you to someone else because you were kind enough to hook them up with so someone. What percentage of you acts on the the empath, the person helper, you wanting them to find the right fit, and then the residual value side of things, where it's like, I know that if I, if I help this person, it'll come back and help me later somehow. Hmm. The job has to be the right fit. Like if we aren't jiving or if it's something I'm really not excited about, or I'm just, they want to do something that's, totally not on brand for us. And I know someone who would do an excellent job at that and would do it for maybe their budget. I'm going to refer them to someone else, you know? Um, and and I, th I think to answer your question a little more is like, so 
and this is kind of a little shout out to Infotech a little bit. My uh, the CEO or the co CEO is really uh, Dr. McClave and Dr. Rothrock. They have uh, well, Dr. Rothrock's uh, initials are uh, TPR. And they they say that this this kind of mentality came from 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 his from initials. I'm not sure if that's true or not. But anyways, the, it, they say it stands for treat people right. Yeah. And uh, you know they've been in business for 45 years or something close to 45 years. That's a long time to be in the tech software industry. Um, and so obviously some whatever they're doing is working pro, working right. And so you know they're like pretty much this is the this is the the the, the, tr- the trick. I mean just treat people right no matter what. Always treat your customers right. Treat, just treat them right. And so um, we took that to heart and uh, kind of did that with with our customers. And it really I think it pays off because you know you treat people like people and treat them right. And you know even though you're not giving us business, even though you're not the right fit, we're still going to treat you like part of our family, part of our like a customer. And that pays off because, you know, not only, you know, they may come back later on, they're having a child or they have a family or they know a friend who, who can afford us or is looking for the kind of style we're doing or whatever, they'll, they'll refer us even though we weren't their videographer. Right. Well, and then also handing that business off to other people, the other vendors that we know, other videographers that we know, um, there's also uh, reciprocity with that as well. They're going to go, hey, you know, uh, you gave it, you gave me this job. You know, I have a cup. You know, I'm booked on this date, and I can't shoot this wedding, so I'm sending them to you. And so there's obviously, it's it's both, yeah. both things. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking on that, just because I mean, there's we have so many repeat clients. Like we mm. had one where we filmed their wedding, and then when they started up their own business, they flew us out to Colorado um, to do a promo for their business. So. It's yeah. kind of like the same, like you treat people right, they come back because they remember that you're gonna go over and beyond on the final product um, on any, you know, however, with your correspondence, with your the filming day, just everything. Um, mm-hmm. And I, mean, I think it makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference. And we've had a lot of, I've had a lot of friends, we've had a lot of past clients refer us to future you know, commercial clients. We have a client that, that was that lived in Steenhatchie, I think, or somewhere out there, somewhere maybe it's Gainesville. But uh, then we did her, we did their wedding, and then we found out they moved into the neighborhood we live in in High Springs. And then I think we did her twins' birth stories, and we've shot their first and second birthdays. So we've shot we've had like four projects with these people, and they want us to do their third birthday, I think, this year. So um, yeah, it's yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Yeah. That's right. So I want to circle back a little bit to talking about the business model of providing the experience because that's one thing that that I would say that we have in common. It's the mm-hmm. way you built new scooters for less, Colin, is is to about the about the customer experience. But my my angle on that, what I'm curious about how you guys handle it is is there is competition out there and mm-hmm. and I'm I, I know you know the way we are I'm sure you're probably similar and and you're committed to the value that you offer and the experience and that's that's the client that you want is somebody that believes in that but if you get somebody that's shopping around where do you set that bar of we're just not the right fit anymore or do you know are you willing to I'm not, I, I don't really want to ask if you're willing to flex and and, and tell people that you're you can drop money off your your quotes or anything like that but you know what i mean like is, is there a bar there that that you're willing to cater or is it just straight up like this is this is what it is and if you don't find value in the experience then maybe we're not the right fit it really depends so sometimes if i really feel connected to the client again the emotions if i really feel connected to the with them i believe in their product or service i believe in what they're doing and um, I know that they're going to trust us every step of the way. Like trust yeah, is a, a huge, huge yeah. yeah. If I know it's gonna be that, then I'm willing to be flexible. 
because I know that I'm going to get a lot out of this project for myself personally. Like we get a lot out of these projects. It's not just about paying bills all the time. Yeah. I mean, we've, after nine years, we've been able to kind of, uh, accumulate a list of red flags. Like, Oh, they're asking these questions or saying these things like, this is not going to be a good fit. Like we've had these customers before and they're just not worth time and effort. Um, there's some people that you will never, um, you can never please them. You'll never make them happy. They will always expect more than what you can provide at the price that you're providing it. Mm -hmm. And you, I mean, you guys know when you meet them and what they say. And so those are the ones where sometimes I may not refer them to anybody because I don't want to refer them to my friends and have my friends go through that, right? you know, or I refer them and I I give my friends a little bit of a warning to kind of make sure you you have a backbone with them or you're going to get walked all over. Yep. That's yeah. Hundred uh, percent. It's it's tough, and it's it's for us. It's you, when we sell a scooter, you're you're creating a relationship with someone that you are going to have with for four years uh, minimum. Usually, like mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a service customer, it's true. and and it's tough because you get. I mean, we get in those situations where you might be feeling like, is this something that we want long term? Is this something that I want to subject my team to long term? But you also, you know, running a business, you look at the dollars and cents and say, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this sale and I'm going to get four years of business. And it's a tough juggle, you know. It is. It is. I mean, like for us, it's like, for us, it's like, you know, once we get that project and, and start shooting it, it's like we have to finish it. So there's no like pulling out of it. You have and to set expectations. Right, you from set, the set expectations, right? Yeah. So if they come, if they come by, if we're doing this and we go, oh, these people are going to be asking for a million changes or like all these kind of things. It's like Re-edit that amount of money we charge them now is the time we spent on it. It's not going to match up. It's going to be a losing job. We're going to lose money yeah. on this job. But I mean, basically. that's where you set expectations from the get go. You tell them, hey, this is. You have to be even more clear with them than you are normally because they are not going to read your contract or they're not going to read your service agreement. You have to say it to them and, you know, basically make sure that they understand what it's going to be like, you know, because we we have people sometimes that want to, you know, they're like, hey, can we come by and like look over your shoulder while you're editing? And I'm like, yeah, we've had no, that question. <laughs> you cannot do that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Communication, wow. setting expectations. Yeah. Making we, sure you're driving. We had the same questions for a while, and then we decided to make our entire sign. service department wide open. Well, I saw your sign too. It was like, you look over your shoulder, it's like, whatever. That's All right. Funny. Right. No, that's, <laughs> that's pretty funny. But they, I love that sign. Yeah. <laughs> we need one of those signs. Yeah. You charge, charge extra if you're being watched. Yeah. Yes. I love that. You know. I, I also wanted to ask kind of about the, the, the team dynamic um, because we've, we've had a lot of. Um, Episodes. I think it was, it was June of last year that we did the whole couples, couples yeah, thing. So oh, it's, it's the best. It's really fun. So <laughs> we, we've talked about partnerships, failed partnerships, um, even if they're not like classical partnerships. You know the kind of dynamic. Um, and I think it's interesting whether it's a, a visionary executor or if it's a business oriented and an analytical or like empath type person. Like it seems like maybe the case for you guys. Like. You, you run your business that way and it seems like that that helps because you're able to maybe make those connections and, and relationships with the brides and, and you can be kind of more hands-on business. How is it in the family life? Is it the same? Do you ever have uh, you know problems turning off the business side and then engaging in the personal side? This is her favorite topic. <laughs> well, I take the lead on most projects and I take the lead at home. She's a boss. <laughs> Yeah, she's the boss. Um, 
I think it's important to to know know what again setting expectations for each other like knowing I know what he's going to do he knows what I'm going to do it's a level of trust yeah, yeah. Again, so we, we want clients that trust us, but we also need to trust each other to do the jobs. And sometimes we. It wasn't of, always this way. We fought a lot in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, weddings. yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, we, we still, yelled we still, at each other. <laughs> get this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we still do sometimes, but I mean, it's kind of like quietly into microphones. Yeah, we have little walkies. We can talk to each other. Yeah, James it just knows. gets awkward when James is on the same one, and I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 right, James. <laughs> yeah, she's nicer when James is on the shoes with us. The, uh, but I mean, yeah. So she definitely takes the lead, and she is she is kind of the production, mostly because she is the one that knows the schedule of the of the, of the wedding or the production that we're working on. She's the one who's been. I know with the, the project. Customers. I've written out. Yeah. Um, for commercial projects, I write the shoot schedule. I write the um, the sh- the shots, the shot list. I'll write. I usually come up with the concept, or I'll collaborate with Kyle. Or sometimes, you know, um, we may bring James in too. But a lot of times, I'm bringing all the pieces together, and then I'm kind of like giving out the information. This is what we're doing, and then um, and, and it really helps having people I can trust. Like for instance. Um, a Sun Country shoot, the one we won the gold telly for, I was sick with the flu that day. Mm. Um, And I was supposed to film with them, but because I had planned everything out, we had a script, I had planned every shot they were going to do. Everything, yeah, it was great. There was a schedule that went every five to 10 minutes. Kyle and James were able to execute it beautifully and they brought back everything I needed to put it together. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have to stress because it was already planned it's, out. It's like, about, yeah, it's about teamwork and trust again. So it's like we're, not, but you know, we just happen to be an awesome team. Like as far as I'm not saying we're awesome. I'm saying as a as a pair, we complement each other very well. He'd be very full of himself sometimes. Yes, I always I mean, tell I people so. Don't, You've don't only build known his... each other since the third grade. I would hope that you have it figured out by now, Kyle. I'm mostly, always like, mostly. people, please don't build up his ego. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, but, at work, at his work, like oh a few weeks ago, they were like, oh, like a few months ago. At this a few point, months ago, they were. Uh, he knows the story before they were she's all, tell him. Oh, yeah. They were all measuring each other's grip strengths, and he had like the strongest grip yeah. in the whole it's like, office. It's like 56 PSI. And he, pretty strong. Yeah. And he. <laughs> 56.3. No, I was going to. He talked about it for weeks. Well, I, you know? I was like, I'll be careful with shaking people's hands for now on. I don't want to crush them, you know? Right. But, uh, right. yeah, it's true. Uh, but no, but back to the team thing, like, you know, like we complement each other very well. Like she is an excellent editor. She's an excellent, excellent, like scheduler organizer. She's a good filmmaker with good filmmakers as far as like, you know, camera work and stuff. Um, but you know, I, I, I'm a, I'm a really good colorist or I, so I'm told I'm a, she tells he's me I'm a good colorist and she's an, color and she's an, and she's an excellent, um, editor. And so we kind of, we just, we're, I think we're just lucky that we just so happen to have opposite skills or like complementary skills that kind of make it work. I don't think everyone has that. I mean, you might, we could have just very well have gotten married and started this company and we both are awesome editors, but suck at something else. And it would have been like, ah, but I guess we're just really lucky that, um, we do that and we, we know to trust each other on, you know, we slip up every once in a while at weddings, you know, like I'll, I'll tell her to do something that I know she knows that she has to do, but I have to say it anyways. And it pisses her off. And likewise, she does the same thing to me and it pisses me off. Like, I know I have to do that. Can we don't have to tell me, but uh, she has, she has to tell me with your spouse. it's just how it is. And you know, we've learned to kind of like just get over it and move on and not get too upset. But, um, 
Yeah, it's that's just, why I love commercial projects. <laughs> commercial projects have way less pressure. You oh, can weddings take, are so high pressure. Like for commercial projects, you can redo a shot. Yeah, you're like, right. oh, I don't really like how that turned out. Let's do it one more time. At weddings, Let's you can't. Let's get this perfect. Yeah. At weddings, you can't redo anything. Right. You get one shot. Yeah, that's yeah. it. If you forget to press record, well, too bad. You know, so I think it's helped us when we started doing more commercial projects. It really helped us because we were able to get things done faster because we're used to not having any time. Yeah. We're used to getting things in one shot. I just shot, I just shot something like last week uh, for, uh, for for Georgia. I don't know if you know, she, uh, anyways, I can't remember her last name. She got, she got remarried. I can't remember her last name. Anyways. She's in, she's in your mastermind. Yeah. Oh, uh, Georgia Wooten. Yeah. Wooten. Yeah, Wooten. Thank you. Yeah, so Georgia Wooten. I talked something for her last week and uh, it was funny because like we were doing this interview and I was like, I... <laughs> The interview finished up. I went. I got the the lab from from the from the interviewee and and uh, put put it away. And they're like, oh, I'm gonna go get the lab. I'm like, I already, I already did that. They're like, how did you even get over there so fast? Like it was. It, I had it before they even like before she even sat up from her chair. It's just because I'm so used to like at a wedding. I'm like, okay, we got the mics from yeah, the, this person. This person. We're going all, to the next location. It's like whoa. Yeah, yeah. Like at weddings, you are all the people. Yeah. But in commercial like video production, they we usually you know they, they audio hire guy, people producer, to do all yeah, these different yeah. parts of it. So that's kind of like the interesting thing once we bridged over to that is we're so used to doing every, like multitasking that to have someone that just deals with just the audio is like, oh, okay. Or someone who's doing just the interviewing, someone who's just worried about the cameras, you know, someone who's just worried about the framing, the, you know, like it's, it's, it's just kind of. It's relieving. It's, it's yeah. refreshing. Yeah. So, do yeah. you prefer the pressure of having to get it right the first time, or the ability to edit and re-edit to make like a final piece that's like everything mm. you envision? That's a good question. Because on, on one hand, you have one that's very like pre-production heavy, and you have another one. You have one that's a little more like uh, day of production heavy. Um, so, hmm. I, I I personally like. I think I like them about the same. How about you? Yeah, because there's some there's like a spontaneity of that comes with not knowing. I mean, mm. with weddings, there's essentially the same things happen at every wedding, but you don't know what someone's gonna say. Mm-hmm. You don't know how nice the lighting's how, gonna be, or something. Yeah, how yeah. how nice the lighting's gonna be, or what the sun's gonna be like that day, or what 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 that moment is gonna be that's gonna be that highly, you know. Um, emotional emotional moment for the couple or maybe there's just these cute mini moments where like the flower girl and like the 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 ring bearer like running around like crazy and throwing petals in the air there's like these all these little things that happen and it's spontaneous and we'll leave a wedding and we'll just be driving home and we'll be like wow that was that was a really good wedding like we got some really amazing shots and we would have never known going because you can't plan that yeah you can have ideas about what you're gonna do but you don't know what you're gonna get. Yeah. But then with commercial, it's like you pre-plan everything. Like, yeah, you so want to stay on much. schedule. People have things to do. You can't just be like, I'm yeah. just gonna look around and find stuff. But you know, even though we've gotten really good at kind of finding the beauty and like little things uh, from weddings, like trying to find that like one little moment or like that one little like you know butterfly flying around or something, whatever it is. Like there's some there's always some kind of little piece that you're like you're always just trying to find something that's that's beautiful that may not even necessarily be that way. But the way you can the way you can uh, show it on film, it ties into their story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He's, he mentioned butterfly, but that was like he's working on. Well, that wasn't I wasn't referring to that, but yeah, you can, <laughs> he's working on he's working on color grading a wedding where butterflies were very um, yeah, true. symbolic. Um, this that should be out on Friday. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I have two more questions before we wrap up. Okay. 
One is, like, I would assume that the best lead generator for you guys is word of mouth. Is that true? Yes. Okay. So what would be the second best lead generator? Hmm. Like are people well, finding previous you on clients? Well, that, that's, that's word of mouth. So like word, oh, yeah, word yeah. of mouth. I mean, Google, Google, uh, Google. Yeah, maybe. I, I it depends on like previous customers would be one, and then vendor like referrals would be another. So they're both kind of word of mouth. But okay. I would say vendor referrals. If it's not word of mouth, it's because there is there is kind of like in like some reciprocity. So that's the primary there. though. I mean, it's coming oh, from, yeah. from the connections um, that you guys everything have. Everything that we've really but, pretty much gotten is is but, networking. But I have yeah, booked recently. some off of Instagram. Yeah, recently okay. we've been getting quite a few off Instagram and uh, very few for, from Facebook. But you know, then again, we were sharing a lot of stuff on Facebook, and then like it might be their friends' video they saw, and then they contact us that way. So we don't necessarily know it was from Facebook, but it was sort of word of mouth, but through Facebook. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we don't currently pay for any. Ad. Advertising. No, we, we yeah. don't pay for any advertising yeah. right now. We have in the past, um, and I don't know if there, there didn't seem to be any kind of real. Um, well, I mean, your benefit. product really Matt, really markets itself. It, it, it can, <laughs> the yeah, it can. Like I mean, being out there. yeah, and that's interesting you say that because like there, it, it does, and it's, it, it, but I think the thing we we think is the most important strategy as far as uh, trying to create new leads and trying to create new business is is mostly um, networking and, and vendor relationships because like they're the ones who are gonna get us the jobs yeah you know um, becoming really good friends and and you know genuine friends with with uh, other photographers uh, videographers wedding planners uh, venues other small businesses. DJs yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and then and then and then trying to yeah and trying to help them out as well if you know if, if we can you know maybe offering if we're at, if we're at a really nice venue that we like and we want to shoot at again maybe just kind of capturing some extra footage there and maybe throwing together a quick little like 15 20 30 second teaser for them or a little kind of just showcase for their for their place and you're saying hey you want to have this and they're like cool and then maybe they'll go hey this, these people are pretty awesome maybe we'll refer to them again because they're yeah, nice smart. to us yeah cool. and i think with the networking i was in bni for a year recently green machine and that was really great because mm-hmm. you get to meet people every single week um you you see your vendor friends every week you see you know local businesses you get to meet someone new and learn about their business every week and it get, keeps you top of mind so when anyone's thinking about doing a video they think about you and i think that's important to be top of mind um, yeah yeah, I mean that, that and that's becoming more thing too because like when we started shooting weddings, also like it was it was changed like this totally changed since we started weddings. It was like when we first started, it was everyone got their photographer, everyone got this and that first, and then it was like, well, if we have some extra money left over, we'll get a right. videographer. And now it's like we get people who are like, hey, can you shoot our wedding? We're like, oh, when is it? We don't know. Where is it? We don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you for calling us first. Like, we are the first person awesome. you called. That is amazing. That's but cool. Yeah, we we don't know if we can shoot your wedding yet because we have no idea where or when it is. Yeah, sometimes we're the first t- first person they book. It's, um, it's becoming more common. These we days. just had someone recently book us, and they don't they haven't booked a photographer yet, and they're not sure if they're going to book a photographer. Totally flipped. Yeah, they don't so even know if they're going to book a photographer. It's like whoa, that's a total paradigm shift. Yeah, yeah. so it's really it's there's this huge shift especially now with what's going on where there's a lot of people who can't come out to weddings yeah, yeah. you know yeah. they're putting more emphasis on video coverage Documenting anything. do cool. you limit yourself to a geographical area or no so you'll go you'll go anywhere we'll go anywhere yeah. like i said we, we shot one in sedona um we're gonna shoot one in chicago in november um Shot, shot a few in Georgia, but we yeah we want to go anywhere. We'll, we'll go to we, we had a person. Well, anyways, we we, we have some. <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about. Don't it. let him get on a tangent, all right. please. Yeah. Next question. My my final question is, all right. So you've known each other since the third grade. 
I mean, if you would go, if you could go back to the third grade and say something to each other, what would that thing be? <laughs> uh, she's gonna change her name, so she's still there in sixth grade. No, I probably wouldn't say anything because I yeah, wouldn't want I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't want our paths to change. Yeah. We we got together at the right time. It was. It if was, we had gotten together any earlier in our lives, we wouldn't have made it. We I don't probably think. wouldn't have. Yeah, really. That's that's really true. It's really true. Um, uh, we, I, it's funny. I, I, I got my car. I got my driver's license in November, like something, and then we started dating in November. So it was like, Susan got my car. It's like, okay, she, she's the girlfriend now. She's, Kick she's, magnet. She, she gets, she gets <laughs> my, my purple Saturn. Yeah, uh, yeah, purple Saturn. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was purple so Saturn. You guys have your own heart happy moments recorded. We do. Uh, we, we just renewed our vows recently, and we had our brother, who's a filmmaker in yeah. Orlando, film Aquas it for Films. us. Cool. Shout yeah. out Aquas Films. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. So we have, we're still waiting on that, but it's going to be pretty awesome. Hopefully I wish we had one thing we, what we do want to do, um, is, is make like a brand film, something that's like a film about our, us and our company that, you know, that can showcase us and our company to potential clients. But that's been on the burner back burner for nine years. That's what so. happens when you're so busy with clients. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm busy. You know, you get busy editing other people's moments. You forget to do your own kind of moments. So when yeah. we decided to renew our vows for our 10th wedding anniversary, I was like, we have to hire someone. I'm not going to do this myself. I want someone else to edit it, put it together. Uh, Cause you, you get so lost and you forget to, you forget to document your own. You forget to pick up your camera. I'm picking up my iPhone to do stuff. Well, that's the easiest thing, right? Yep. You have an you have a video camera in your pocket, but I think we have to remember to, you know, take time to capture our own moments. Yeah, cool. Well, it's funny. I'm gonna interrupt you. <laughs> he wants to speak more. This is the most he's got <laughs> to talk to like anybody in like no, months. It's just funny because I just want to mention this one last thing. We were we were at uh, right, right before we came here at dinner. We uh, we were talking and uh, we you know I won't say what it is, but basically we, we we're, she came up with an idea and she's like we're, we're like oh that's cool let's do that. So we we bought the domain and we have the. Uh, Instagram handle and the Facebook handle, so that's maybe some, a new project that's coming up. Uh, coming, coming. Oh, out. that's a tease. Ooh, yeah. a tease. Yeah. A, a new, I was uh, like, you better out. shut not, your mouth. I'm not gonna say what it is right but, now. Yeah, it's, it's a new, a new venture. So uh, that was just today. Boom. So boom, just happens at dinner. Happened to eating tacos, man. Hey, man. Yeah, we need more. We need more date nights. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, Mike. Wrap us I, up. Yeah, man. One, one more question. I love talking to people in the wedding industry because it's something that we can all relate to. Uh, but but obviously styles change, trends change. What's what's one thing that you're ready to see die in mm. terms of like overdone <laughs> wedding cliches? Uh, Interesting. People finding their um, best man and maid of honor speeches online. Mm. We okay. hear a lot of the same quotes <laughs> where people are yeah. Googling. Yeah. You know, oh, I just think speeches. about like wedding crashers when they like know the know the quotes that are going to come out yeah. and everything. I I kind of know them when they start. Then I'm like, oh, okay, we're kind of jaded. Is, this so is what we're doing. Kind of seems like uh, we're <laughs> not uh, but like he might be, but I'm not. I'm like a hopeless yeah, romantic. Yeah. I'm still crying at every wedding. Like, oh. well, she she knows the edit's done when she starts crying, so that's good. That's, that's how she knows. <laughs> Any like motifs, colors, songs that yeah. you're just like, oh my god. Uh, we try to we try to mix it up. It's yeah, I don't know. No, man. I don't. There's nothing that I'm really. I don't really pay attention to all that. Yeah. Because when it comes to them, it's something that's meaningful for them. Right. Whether I've heard mm -hmm. the song a million times or I've seen something done before so many times, it's something that's special for them. It's true. You know, it's something that's new and fresh for them. It's It may not be for me, but for, for them and maybe some of their guests is the first time they're hearing it. And it's it's personal for them, even if I've heard it 
200 times. I feel like that almost has to be your mindset in order to be yeah. good at what you do. Because for me, like, you know, not talking, not throwing any shade on, because because I completely agree, but like, I'd get to a point where I'm like, if I have to do one more barn wedding or one more oh, yeah. boho chic wedding or something, it's just <laughs> yeah. like, it's because it's what's in and everybody mm-hmm. does it, that I'd get, I don't know, bored of it. You have to find the story. Like, it's like, you know, you have to take the location and like the, the cliches out of it and try to find something deeper. And I think that's it's what about, we always try yeah. to do. Yeah, it's we try to find the, the story couple, the people. Yeah. It's about something special with them. There, there's some reason that they click. Yeah. You know, there's some story there um, and finding that. Yeah, that's what we always, that's most what we try. That's like, and you know, a lot of filmmakers do this. I don't want to make it seem like we're some kind of special filmmaking team because we do that. But like, there's also a lot of filmmakers who don't do that. And they just go, look at this and here's this slider shot of this or this gimbal shot of that. And look at this flower and look at this. And it's just, and it's very kind of, um, um, What's, what do you call the, it? Like, the, like not very sh- like very shallow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we like they're to find like something. music videos. There's nothing anchoring them. Yeah. Like I feel like someone's nothing unique. Really, yeah. A voice, voices, speeches. We do interviews with our couples separately, so we get to hear their stories from their point of view. Which um, couples tell their stories very differently, you mm. know, um, which we find really interesting, and it just it really anchors their films. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Not, all weddings are kind of the same, but we try to make them as different as possible. All right. I guess my, my last one, and this sure. should be, I hope quick, but is there, is there a, is there a memorable, <laughs> I, hope, I hope quick I hope as great. in like, keep it short, Kyle. Kimberly, yeah. you're on, baby. Don't Let's let go. Kyle talk. <laughs> That's not what I meant, but no, <laughs> uh, mostly what he meant. is there like a, in the, in the years that you've been doing, is there like a most memorable wedding moment, like in a good way, like somebody that did just something completely original and you're oh. like, this is, I'll never forget this. Oh man. I have one. Of course you <laughs> See, do. Yeah, the quick one. <laughs> okay, yeah, the quick one. This is, is a quick one. Quick? <laughs> so we were, we were in Sedona, and we were, we had climbed up the... Uh, oh the, my gosh, I thought we were gonna die. Oh yeah, we so we climbed up the, we were, the... It was the day after the wedding, actually, and the bride and groom got dressed back up in their in their, in their dress and their, in their, in their tux and everything. We, and we hiked up this, uh, this kind of, um, what they call baby bell. It's like a sort of, I don't know, sort of flat top mountain looking thing and we walked we hiked up there and it was some, got some really cool shots but we were up there on top of this on top of this like baby bell and they're up there and the wind's blowing and the sun's setting and it's just like the most kind of uh surreal kind of ethereal yeah, ethereal would be a good word kind of like just kind of ethereal experience being up there in this in this place and like experiencing this this moment and it's just it was just and it's weird because like they say that about Sedona and they say like oh this is where you go and you kind of have this spiritual kind of experience and like I was like I'm not that kind of person really but I got there and it was like it really was kind of like that and I was like wow this is like there's something kind of interesting and magical happening here and uh, yeah we so we, we we try to take that we try to take that that experience that we had and put it in the film and the, the opening of that of that film is is kind of that experience I think and so it's cool yeah I would have never romantic sometimes <laughs> I would have never climbed up there if it wasn't for the photographer the photographer was a local photographer so she knew where to go we would never have thought of that so yeah oh my gosh I thought yeah. we were gonna fall off it was so yeah, scary it was the wind was blowing really hard cool. <laughs> and we definitely would have died <laughs> yeah yeah well you guys this has been a ton of fun why don't you tell our audience where they can connect with you where they can see some of your stuff and yeah, Book they can you. go on uh, Instagram yeah. at Heart Happy Films. You can go to our website at hearthappyfilms.com. Uh, Facebook, Heart Happy Films. Uh, but definitely follow us on Instagram. That's where I post a lot. Post a lot That's of videos That's your platform? Is Instagram yep. the platform? Yep, I'm all yeah, about Instagram. So. Cool. Yep. You guys throwing out any couple uh, TikToks or anything yet? 
No. <laughs> it's funny because he does no social, he doesn't really do social media too much. And the other day he's like, you need to get on TikTok. And I was like, how do you know what TikTok is? <laughs> I'm like the grandpa who's like, have you used TikTok yet? Like, oh yeah, his Instagram, uh, the only on person the he's following is me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Heart Happy Films. <laughs> yes. But yeah. I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. That's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks, thanks for, for having us. Yeah, no, I, I feel very unworthy. <laughs> I looked at the wall in there and I was like, wow, we're like, you must be really stretching for content over here to get us oh on here. God, God. <laughs> no, we're no, like no. bottom of the barrel, you know. He's talking about our wall that we have all of our guests yeah. sign. Yeah. So we'll have, we'll have you sign it. I guess, I mean, we'll let you. Yeah, I know she's better. I'll, <laughs> I'll definitely sign it. So, um, yeah, thanks again for joining us. You know, everybody who's listening, uh, definitely, you know, do a couple things for us. You know, connect with us on social media, WHOA GNV, uh, Facebook, WHOA GNV podcast. Uh, leave us a review. Ask Alexa to play WHOA podcast. You got to say that exact thing and she'll do it. And uh, go to WHOA GNV.com if you want to find all the links to our sponsors and all that good stuff. Right? Buy some swag. Buy some swag. Buy a shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And keep on cranking. Uh, you know, I'm super excited to see uh, what other businesses are going to make it through this COVID-19. We're all going to get through there and get through it together. And it's, you know, inspiring to know that you guys are going to be okay and get through it. So uh, thanks for sharing that with us because I know it's been a, a topic of mine for, for everybody, right? Yeah. yeah. And, so, and weddings will go on. Weddings will go on. They will continue to happen. We will continue to celebrate. <laughs> there you go. There you go. This is the WHOA GNV podcast, the podcast bringing you businesses and individuals that make you go, whoa. 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 <laughs> we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>